0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the number one video game podcast on the internet, the GameSpot After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Tom Hossein, joined by Jean-Luc Seipke.
1: I was going to make a joke about uh, being a different podcast, but then I was like, no, of course we're the number one. I couldn't even think of it a, uh, yeah, a different podcast. We are the number
0: one podcast. There is no other podcast that is better than ours. We keep it short, we keep it sweet, and we're done. We're not here talking about shit that you've heard everyone else talking about over and over again we ain't got none of that we're just here we'd say a few things and then we bounce isn't that right jake decker yep exactly see that um, perfect nailed it no superfluous information no extra word he said the bare essential to communicate his message and it was over this week is another three man podcast
1: did you have four last week, Who you we, last had four. week? we had four we had a steward on uh, along with oh still yeah
0: yeah but we're going we're down to three this week because people are busy and it's still it's weird how we expect the start of the year to be quieter but it's never is because when it's quieter you just have to find more things to do yeah
1: yeah that's when your so calendar gets right overloaded with like a billion meetings
2: it's also like <laughs> not that quiet <laughs> I mean, I've been planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been planning the video reviews that we're gonna do for the first half of this year, and let me tell you, it is nonstop. I think I may have touched on it last week, but good lord, mm-hmm. it's already started. I mean, mm. Fire Emblem, Dead Space, Forspoken this month alone, and then next month is just stupid.
0: Yeah, I I have this rule where I try and play every game that we're reviewing so that I have a frame of reference when I'm editing and uh mark delane describes it as um he, d- he says that you i play 30 percent of every video game <laughs> that's released which is like kind of true i usually play way more than that but like i'm looking at the list for like these first few months and i'm like Oh God, might am I might be less than 30%. I might be less. I might have to just dip in and out of a lot of these just so I can have Damn. some small semblance of a reference. But That could be your new gimmick, um,
1: the 30% reviewer. 33%, <laughs> 33% reviewer. <laughs> I, I
0: actually, the, uh, I'd
2: like that. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I have thought about a format which is very similar to that and another format that I've been thinking of for a while, but they might come up in the future. Um in in various capacities. But anyway, so as as you can probably imagine this is going to be a shorter sweeter podcast than usual, but um the important thing to remember is it's going to be sweet. Um Jean-Luc, what have you been up to recently? What have you been playing? What have you been oh, doing?
1: Oh geez, what have I been playing? Um that I didn't already talk about last week, which is uh nothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean we we uh yeah, still playing Witcher with Georgia she she's having still doing that still having a good time
0: is are you on playing on playstation you are yeah right? she's i see yes. you on there all the yeah. time so i got really excited about playing the witcher again mm-hmm. like super excited and like loaded it up and i don't know what's going on man like i can't i was like i became one of those people where i was looking at the screen i was like
1: i can't see anything everything is so small the, what's going the on the ui is pretty tiny it's,
0: Insanely small, and like I i have a pretty big TV. So I was like, why is this so small? Well, I don't remember it being like this, and I remember this because I played on PC first time, mm-hmm. so the screen is like in my face and I see everything. But I was like, I'm gonna lounge, I'm gonna have a nice, like chill witcher replay experience. Nope, I can't see. I'm like <laughs> getting up constantly to look at the text and be like, what's that say over there? Um, so I think that's quite a bit of a d- I would love it if games. Um, put like a UI scaler in again, yeah, you know, like just to make things a bit bigger. Like PC does it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently, it's but pretty, I feel like that should be a standard.
1: It, I, I agree. It's pretty. I heard apparently it's pretty complicated to do it, uh, depending mm, on the game. Yeah. And I can I can understand maybe like The Witcher Three it being like too difficult because uh, that game's older. I don't know so they also the, hacked
2: a photo mode in though. So the thing about it though is that the Switch release of The Witcher Three had alternate UI settings. One was much oh. bigger. And I believe that was added because of the smaller screen mm. and some of that information. No excuse was then. Smaller. But I guess that port was, wasn't was done by CD Projekt Red. This update was done by CD mm. Projekt Red. I mean, I don't know. I, I imagine they still talk to each other. I imagine some of that code is probably shared, but but yeah, I, I had a similar issue. Um, when I was playing on PC, I don't like subtitles most of the time when I'm playing games. However, Witcher Three does have a lot of like letters you pick up, and every time I pick up a letter, I'd get up, walk <laughs> over to the screen, yeah. and like stick my finger out and follow along and read it. And I'm like, yeah, it's still the same, <laughs> and then and then go back and sit down.
0: It's weird, TV gets bigger, but text stays small, <laughs> same size. Yeah. You know, the uh, other thing
2: to consider is that uh, Witcher Three came out seven years ago mm-hmm. eight yeah. years ago my eyesight was a lot better back then
0: <laughs> oh yeah 100 i was i was just about to say also my eyes are terrible like i i am i have a prescription for i have astigmatism in one of my eyes um only and, one uh, also i got them in both uh, baby also I, I i went to i went to the uh opticians and the uh, doctor there was like checking him she's like you have some of the weirdest eyes i've ever seen and i was like <laughs> okay cool <laughs> and she was like most people when their eyes are like relaxed they they basically drift inwards mm-hmm like to, to, to like relax, yeah. whereas your eyes drift outwards and <laughs> thus never relax. So she was, she was like, your eye muscles basically never relax. It's like holding weights above your head constantly. That's what your eyes are oh doing. God. I'm just like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, y- y- you should get these glasses and hopefully that will help a bit. Um, but like, yeah, so it's definitely my eyesight as well. I haven't bought those glasses yet, but I need to do that um but yeah it, everything is still tiny though i agree um yeah. and i know i would like a uh, an option to make things a bit bigger or i might just start playing on pc again
2: yeah there's but. probably mods you can get that can increase the ui maybe i don't know i'm sure there is on pc yeah. but you i mean you probably won't need to on pc oh that's sitting, true you'll just be closer to sitting the right there screen. Yeah. especially with a, mm-hmm. a widescreen monitor like yours jean luc mm-hmm I don't know if that would help, but it would look cool at least. It would look cool. I'm sure it looks incredible. (laughs) I I, I did load it up and it looked pretty cool. Um,
1: Mm. uh, Oh, you know what I did play? Uh, So, Tam, I got an analog pocket over the winter break. It finally showed Mm -hmm, up. mm -hmm. And I was talking about how I was really excited to play it. And so the first game I grabbed from the the GameSpot game library was Kirby's Dreamland, which, just like this podcast, short and sweet. That game is like... You can beat it in like thirty minutes, which was wonderful. I just sat on the couch, I plugged it in, I said I'm going to play some Kirby while Georgia plays Witcher, and I just, I just cuddled up and we, I beat it in thirty minutes, and I was like, that was great. That was a lovely little time I had with that game. So, do you
0: think, mm -hmm? do you think if you had played this when it came out, you would have been able to beat it in thirty minutes? I, I have this sensation a lot where I go back to games that I'm like, oh, I remember this game. It took, I played this for weeks and then I beat it in an hour and I'm like, what
1: the, it, f- how did this happen? It, it probably would have taken me longer, but that game is not difficult. It, it may be like an hour.
2: I definitely <laughs> beat it in under an hour when I was a kid because yeah. I remember going to a GameStop, getting Kirby, uh, k- that Kirby game, putting it in my Game Boy Color and beating it before we got home, which was like a 45-minute drive. Wow. And thinking, it was weird because as a kid who just spent his money on that, I'm surprised I wasn't mad about it. I think I just felt accomplished. I was like, wow, I'm good at video games. Yeah. I beat a game in less than an hour. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, yeah, but it was Kirby. So it was designed (laughs) to to be beaten by literal babies. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in an alternate universe Jake uh, is still playing that version of Jake got home and weeks later was still playing Kirby and everyone's very worried about him. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh you should be able to That
2: version me. of Jake wouldn't be here today. No, no.
0: Also like when you're younger, you just like beat a game and then immediately start over and just
1: replay. It um, that, that's and that's what I again, did. Right? Yeah. Well, well that it's Absolutely it, what I so, did. so when you beat it, it actually gives you like a hey at the um like here's a code you can input on the menu screen to make it like harder. And oh, so okay, like a hundred percent, I was like, oh, hey, I you beat it this. now. Now you can go play like the harder mode, mm-hmm. which I didn't do. But um, yeah, I imagine if I did.
2: Did you guys watch any of like Sakurai's YouTube channel? Because he talks about that game and how there was a lot of pushback because it was too easy. And Sakurai's thinking at the time was that, well, a lot of like there's a lot of people who might be interested in games that wouldn't be good at it. Like a good game doesn't need to be hard. And so mm. that game came out and ended up being a huge success. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. His his YouTube channel is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah,
0: I love the idea of like Sakura being like, "Good games don't have to be hard," and then it cuts to Miyazaki being like, "What well, is fucking man over here? <laughs> <laughs> What's he chatting about?" <laughs> Just do the polar opposite. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Like, secretly, they were in the same, like, meeting room, and that's 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 what encouraged Sakurai to leave. Yeah. And, or um, yeah. <laughs> Miyazaki to leave and go make... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go make my own games.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make the games that are complete opposite to whatever Sakurai is doing. <laughs> Just as every every time Sakurai announces a new game, he's like, we're doing the opposite of that one.
1: <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. So, <laughs> so yeah, I... I I'm kind of looking for more fun games to to play uh on my my analog pocket now um jake already put me mm. on one that uh we'll talk about one? later uh mother three he put me on jake Ooh. jake was like have you ever played mother three the greatest game ever made i didn't say that it's very Did good you say though that? Wow, the, way, the, the way the way it was it was i could hear it in your voice it's very good
2: <laughs> it is very it's good it's very yeah. good i there, there's another game i'd recommend to you As well, because I know you said you didn't play a lot of Game Boy Advance games apart from the Pokemon games. Did you ever play Golden Sun? No. So I don't know if the writing holds up and that. I don't know Mm. if that game holds up at all. But let me tell you, when I got that game on Game Boy Advance, that is all I did for like a solid month. Wow. Like I was absolutely in love with that game i thought it was incredible i've never played it since then okay and it's something that i want to go back to at some point just to see how it feels now but i bet you that game would look pretty dope on your analog pocket. probably would i yeah. at the very least you, i'd start it up are you playing the physical cards or are you um your day little boy I, i'm
1: playing the physical carts for for now for now um i did actually order yeah. a uh, an everdrive um oh that's a great can't you just put
0: roms on a sd card
1: you not without doing some extra stuff to make it to actually let them play um the sd card slot is mostly supposed to be for like other stuff like screenshots um you're technically not supposed to play be able to play games um on it uh although i'm sure there are ways you can google that um but yeah I, i i bought an everdrive um and last i checked the last update was that it was uh on december 30th it was in ukraine and it has not moved since so <laughs>
0: really damn Jeez. that is the not a great place for
1: it to be right um, now. <laughs> i mean to be fair the guy who makes them is from ukraine so that's probably why uh, it oh, was there yeah, yeah, um yeah, yeah. but still i'm like huh oh, that hasn't moved in two weeks okay hopefully uh yeah, they got some other stuff going on so i'm, I'm yeah. i can wait
2: yeah. a little bit wait, we yeah. also have a massive collection of gba games we still need can to go through right probably fine probably a yeah, yeah, lot of this there's, stuff. there's three at least 13
0: find, there's at least 13 copies of harry potter and the Prisoner of azkaban Dude. on my fucking desk for some reason oh <laughs> well, there's
2: more there now
1: yeah i uh i was looking through a a very small a pile of them, and let me tell you, like ninety percent of them were garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like here's Bobby game eight times. Yeah, Here is, uh, uh totally
1: spies two. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> we have every copy of Yu Gi Oh that has ever existed in our office. Well, hey,
1: that's part. okay because there was one Yu Gi Oh game on the Game Boy Advance that I yeah. I remember. Obsessed with, and I do kind of want to like try it again just to see yeah. how it holds up.
2: There was one I played the hell out of yeah. as well for Game Boy Advance, but I don't remember what it was called because I feel like they started releasing one every six months. Oh
1: like, well, I, I looked know. it up and there's like
2: seven of them, and I was like, these all look the same. Yeah.
1: I have no these. It could have been any one of these. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the game that actually taught me how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and then I have since forgotten how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. So it's
0: probably for the best. Probably for the best. Yeah. Probably learned some other yeah. things in the meantime. Yeah. I think I should probably get. It. I've got an analog pocket which I haven't taken out of the box.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I ordered one. I don't think it's coming anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, it took yeah. it took over a year for mine to arrive.
0: <laughs> I keep. I'm going to do it again now. I keep going to eBay to see if there's any reasonably priced copies of Ghost Babel.
1: Oh um, God, the probably the not, Gear right? Oh, I let should. Let me tell you. I should play those.
0: No, actually, this is actually no. This is Japanese. Oh god, they're all like two hundred dollars.
1: yeah, no, ma'am which is a lot. Yeah,
0: and they're like two hundred dollars just the cart. I'm like, come on, man.
2: I know. I I can understand it a little bit with Game Boy Advance games, right? Because they were just cardboard, and I'm like, okay, yeah. When I was a kid, I threw this shit out too. Mm. But like, whenever I look for DS games, and it's just the cart, I'm like, what are you doing with the case? Like, the case is a case, yeah. like. Are you just throwing them out? Like, I, I, <laughs> it, it, it baffles me. Like, just hold on to the fucking cases. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If there's anyone listening that has a copy of Metal Gear Ghost Babble with the case and is willing to sell it for a reasonable price, let me know. Um, yeah. I am gonna. I think I might get an Evercade as well. Yeah. Everdrive.
1: Everdrive and Evercade. Evercade. <laughs> uh, Arcade cabinets. <laughs> go the complete opposite direction yeah yeah
0: i i have fucking lock pocket i'm getting an arcade cabinet
2: (laughs) i have not ever drive and it is pretty cool like just every every game boy advance game boy color game just at my fingertips um the thing is though is that i still want the carts to actually play the official versions if if Mm. i can sure but there are just some games that i played as a kid that's like i don't actually want to hunt down a cart for God, I don't know. Like, like, it's just the, one of those Yu-Gi-Oh games, right? Like, as I'm trying to figure out which oh, one I played yeah. as a kid, like, I don't want to get all the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh games. I just want to <sighs> figure out the one I played as a kid, play it for 30 minutes and be like, yep, I remember this. Exactly, and yes, move on. yes. Like, I, I really <laughs>
1: badly want to play um, the uh, Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy uh, Color, I think it was, um, because I remember playing that and loving it as a kid, but not enough that I actually want to hunt down a whole cart. Like, I yeah. just kind of want to load it up. Be like, ah, oh, this is cool. And then be like, ah, oh, I'm good.
2: I would say Mega Man Battle Network would be a good one. However, they are re-releasing those soon. Although But what would it be cool? It would probably be cooler playing them on an analog because pocket. A hundred percent. Because,
1: for example, um, I bought that Castlevania um like portable oh, collection yeah, yeah. they did where they put like Circle of the Moon and Aria of the Sorrow. Didn't play it at all. I bought it for my Switch, didn't even touch it. And then I played that it was pretty uh it just it
2: just didn't feel right yeah yeah. you need those directional i'm saying so
1: i own an actual circle of the moon cartridge that i never bought and i never played i actually don't know where it came from i took it
2: you took it from the game library it's okay you can admit it it's fine you can admit it yeah
1: i i know i genuinely do not know i thought it was my brother's and i was like oh yeah i have your cart of circle the moon he's like that's not mine and i was like what (laughs) so he's like you stole that from the game library (laughs) i think maybe it was like a friend of mine gave it to me or something i don't know i could have stole from the Uh, game library who knows um in my sleep uh i just do that Um, (laughs) as the
0: curator of the game library i think no one cares (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but uh i was like oh i'll play that a little bit so i actually played a little bit of that and then just something about playing it on the actual like handheld it, it's just yeah. it's just better right just like yeah. know, it, it gets that that vibe
2: well, going. it's like i mean when i first played mother 3 it was on pc because mm-hmm. that was the only way i could you know and then i you know on etsy you can find fan-made cartridges with the translation mm-hmm. and i and i got that and played it on game my game mm-hmm. boy advance and it was so much better you know like it was yeah. just just a better experience because because the game, to some extent, was designed to be played in that form it just feels better. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: 100 um, percent. Yeah. It's why I, it's also why I really like the analog pockets, like the screen, because it it like will replicate the way that screen looked with like the different filters like you can you can turn the filters off but it just doesn't look right it's like oh yeah. that looks too like it looks too emulated you know versus like mm. putting the filter on and you get like the little checkerboard and you're like yeah this looks correct this looks the way it's supposed to be
2: god um, i want my analog pocket so bad <laughs> <laughs> um if you if yeah. you get
1: it uh be careful with it apparently um mass spinelli was telling me i guess he had it near his like macbook Pro. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um, the the metal weight of the chassis of the MacBook Pro apparently scuffed up his analog pocket Uh, uh, pretty bad. So I guess like the plastic on it, you just you want to be a little
2: careful. Um, I don't understand. I don't know how how, this happened. I'm not sure how it happened. What is the physics of that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he like did he drop it on. His MacBook, or did he drop his MacBook on the pocket? I'm not really Were sure. Were
2: they in a bag together? They might have been in a bag no, together, yeah. actually.
1: You know what? That would make the most sense. But yeah, he was telling me, like,
2: hey, sounds, be careful like, it. Sounds it. like a Matt Espinelli problem, not a <laughs> pocket problem. Yeah.
1: But then he did send definitely. me um, these, like, Etsy uh, cases that people make, like these nice leather oh, cases for your okay. pocket. Oh, that's kind of cool. That I was like, ooh, I'm definitely going to buy one of those. Those look pretty cool. That sounds pretty so, Yeah, I've been messing with that. Um, Oh, I've also been going through uh, a bunch of woes with my PlayStation 2. Um, I have a PlayStation 2 Slim, and um, I borrowed, not stole, uh, a copy of Silent Hill 2 from the game library because I have actually never played Silent Hill 2, and they're doing that remake this year. And I said, you know what? I should probably finally play Silent Hill 2 so that I can... I can say I've played it and, and have my opinion on it. Um, and, you know, we have the original PS2 version. It's supposed to be the best version. Might as well play it that way. Right. Uh, my PS2 slim decided now's the time for the disk drive to stop working, uh, which Aww. is a real bummer, uh, apparently super common. Like those, mm. uh, the slims in particular are just known to uh, like be built like shit. And those disk drives like fail all the time. Um. So kurt was because kurt was trying to get one a ps2 as well and he was telling me like peter brown had like three ps3 slims that he tried to give him and every single one of them didn't work when he tested them (laughs) so
0: yeah i remember the ps2 slim being a bit wonky mm -hmm. when it first came out yeah
1: yeah so um i was like oh man i guess i have to repair it or i'll maybe i'll buy a new one um but we had a spare uh test unit in the office and i was like oh okay i'll grab that um disk drive works fine and i was like great perfect it wouldn't read my memory card and i'm like okay Hmm. that's weird and i asked kurt about it because kurt also has a test unit that he grabbed from the office and his also doesn't read a ps2 memory card Hmm. but it reads a ps1 memory card however Hmm. His does not read PS1 games, (laughs) so he has a system (laughs) that can that can read PS1 memory cards, but not play the games and can play PS2 games, but you can't save on them. Uh, Mine, weirdly enough, does actually play PS1 games, so I can technically play PS1 games, but I already have a PS1, so I'm like, God damn it. Uh, doesn't do the thing you want doesn't it to, do does the thing <laughs> does other things uh, so I'm at this point I'm I'm debating either yeah uh, taking uh, the slim to a uh, there's like a, a local shop that uh, actually can do like repairs um, that uh, is apparently pretty good um, I was thinking about maybe taking it to them however because it is a slim I'm kind of wondering if that's even worth it because it's like well it might just like break again because those things are just kind of shit and so I'm I've been looking on eBay and maybe I'll try and buy one. Let me tell you, though, trying to find like a, the right PS2 is like a pain in the ass because uh, they made like 20 different revisions of the PS2, like different model numbers. And each one of them has their own like weird, unique problem. There's like one model that is apparently like the gold standard, like the good one that won't break. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, this one, um, the disk drive is pretty good but the fan is like super loud and it loads really slowly and they're like in this one the disc drive will break if you like breathe on it and i'm like jesus christ i just like why sony like anyway that's Please. that's my worry at they're at least they're not expensive like they made so many fucking ps2s that like it's they don't cost that much to to buy yeah. on like the resale market which is good so uh yeah <laughs> Um, tune in next week and maybe I'll have bought a PS2 on eBay <laughs>
0: <laughs> to play Silent Hill 2. To play
1: Silent Hill 2. Um, yeah, nice. that's about Anything it though. Else? That that and nothing nothing else new. Um, that I haven't already talked about. Um, I've been watching a lot of anime.
0: Which anime? I've
1: been watching Higurashi when they cry. Oh, nice. Um, have you ever seen that, Tam? Uh, I think I
0: started it a while back, but I never. Carried on, watch. I, I, I might have been a one episode or that. I watched. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's pretty good. It's very of that era, like it came out in 2006, and you can like feel that when you watch it, where you're like, Yeah, and some of the animation is like, Well, the animation's okay. The character designs are
0: pretty rough. Um, sharp, sharp like features, um,
1: yeah, or just kind of like weird, like the, the just proportions, yeah, yeah it. it we, what's funny is like it's it's,
0: from an era where it looked like every (laughs) everyone was had learned how to draw people from the same
1: book yes 100 um and what's funny is it actually looks like a thousand times better than the original higurashi visual novel which is like those drawings are terrible like um you know absolutely no offense to the the original the original guy but like yeah he just his art skills were not We're not there um, with those original ones. But yeah, I like played half of the visual novels, um, but I never finished them. And. uh, I kind of gave up because I just like the pacing of them was like a little rough, Um, but I always wanted to finish it. uh, And I knew Georgia would not want to read the visual novels uh, because she would find them boring as shit. So I said, wait, let's just watch the anime because apparently it's pretty okay." So uh, I'm having a good time with it. It's fun it's kind of scratching that like weird um like i don't know kind of like mid 2000s edgy anime it's kind of it kind of has that like you ever you ever watch elfin lead It's kind of like that yeah it has a little Elfin lead energy where you're like oh look it's cute and then it has like hyper violence for like five minutes and then it kind of goes back to it (laughs) um it's much better than elfin lead i don't think elfin leads very good uh, I think this has a much more interesting like story and characters and and uh, like a pretty compelling mystery. But um, watching this because my brother got me the the Blu Ray complete set for Christmas. Um, apropos of nothing, it was really weird because like we were talking about wanting to watch it, and then he just got it for me for Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, was I must have told you, I we were interested." And he's like, "No, you didn't. I just f- bought it." And I was <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just like crazy.
0: <laughs> that's wild. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's cool. I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, we're on we the second season. Um, and then after we're done with that, we'll take a break before we watch like the the new Higurashi Higurashi Go, which came out I mm. think like 2018 or something like that. Uh, 2018, 2019, which is apparently supposed mm. to be really good. Um, so, uh, but it's like technically a sequel to the original, so I wanted to watch that first.
2: Cool, Jake. I mean, the game that has been consuming my life for the past couple of weeks is Fire Emblem and Engage. And I already said what I could say last week uh, for the preview embargo, and I can't really say much more until next week. So Here, I have, I have a potential topic okay. related to Fire Emblem. Uh,
1: in the GameSpot uh, Discord, which you can okay. go check out, you can hit up Release see me, and uh, mm-hmm. join the GameSpot Discord. Uh, Jacob McCourt had asked a question of which fire emblem experiences do you think are the
2: most essential the most essential yeah uh i mean probably awakening i feel like awakening has kind of become the mascot game of the series i mean you look at super smash bros and they've got two characters from there uh lucina uh 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 you know just, there's a, there's a lot of well known characters that have come from that game i mm-hmm. think it's also like mechanically probably one of the best Fire Emblem games that we've gotten on uh, you know in North Mm -hmm. America Uh, that said Three Houses which is newer is also very good but I would say that leans way more to the social sim stuff so if you're less interested in the social sim stuff it may not be your cup of tea Uh, but yeah I I think Awakening is probably the the essential experience the essential Fire Emblem experience I would say
0: I agree. That's my favorite one, I think. Um, and I always just long to be as obsessed with a Fire Emblem game as much as I was with that one.
2: Yeah, um, that game consumed my life. I mean, that was, it wasn't my first Fire Emblem game, but it was the first Fire Emblem game that really got its hooks into me to the point where, like, I remember between classes, that's what I was doing. You know, I'd, whenever I'd have like a couple minutes in the car waiting for, an appointment or whatever it might be, I'd always have my 3DS and I'd just be playing Fire Emblem, uh, Awakening. It is, it's great. I, I haven't played it in a while. I can't say if it holds up. I imagine it holds up because the, the core Fire Emblem gameplay, I think is pretty mm-hmm. good. And a lot of the characters they introduce are quite good. Um, that said, depending on like how far back you can go and like what you have access to, uh, I personally haven't played it, but I know uh the the fire emblem game for Gamecube was quite good as well oh yeah um okay. what is it God, pa- path of radiance path of radiance mm, one of them, um yeah, which is a game that. that I've been wanting to play actually Stu has a copy of it because that I, the
1: one with Roy this one with
2: Ike Ike uh I think Ike yeah I'm pretty the sure. sandwich guy the sandwich guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Holy the, shit! the bald guy with the piercing but him um yeah <laughs> people outside of, of the bay area ike's. probably don't understand yeah. that <laughs> i got a lot of love for
0: ike's as a sandwich place because it's one of the few places that does halal meat
2: ike's, oh i didn't know ike's that ike's, ike's is great yeah. too It is a good if you, if you great, come to the yeah. bay area you should check out ike's recommend yeah. it it's a um,
0: good sandwich and i can actually eat yeah. from there it's good
2: um but yeah that game they didn't make they didn't print a lot of in the united states so uh it is very expensive now oh. on gamecube it is like hundreds of dollars if you want to play <laughs> this game Which is why I haven't played, like I played it a bit when it came out. I think I talked about that last week too, but I just didn't get that into it because I think I was just too young, but um, I heard story wise, it's probably one of the best ones, but I I think Awakening is probably the way to go. Um, Once again, I I think that might be tough to get a hold of. American I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's on the 3DS shop, though, right? Uh, you'd have to... You can't actually uh, buy yeah. things on the uh, 3DS shop, <laughs> <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you get one of those gift cards and load money and then do it. And I think you can only do that until, like, oh, <sighs> next year or the end of this year or something like that. Jeez so you're running goodness. out of time is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm going to have a look
0: on Amazon.
2: Yeah. Uh, Secure I, Fire Emblem Awakening now. <laughs>
0: Awakening.
1: I remember to trying to play that one and... <sighs> And I it's there, but it's like $45. Oh,
2: that's not that's bad. That's not bad. I, think it was, I mean, like, they, for a 3DS game. <laughs> weren't
1: 3DS games like 40 bucks? They, they were
2: 40 bucks. So yeah. it's only 5 bucks mm-hmm. more. And I I had so much trouble finding Awakening when it came out. I remember driving to Best Buy's, Target's, GameStops, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, we got one copy in, and it sold right away. Because Nintendo just didn't think it would be a success at all. No. Because oh God, every other Fire Emblem game before that didn't do that well in the United States. But that one ended up selling, like, 2.5, 2.8 million copies or something yeah. like that. What happened? How come why did that why was that the one that just uh caught on fire? I, well, the reason why I played Fire Emblem Awakening was because I think IGN gave it like a 9.9 9 or something like that. Oh. I was like, oh shit. Like I've always had an appreciation for these characters because I've played Smash Bros., mm-hmm. but maybe this is like the Fire Emblem game that I could really get into. Um and I was also like I don't know when i tried playing the other of room games like in 2004 i was just too young it was over right, my head right hmm. yeah I,
0: I also like the popularity of the 3ds was a big deal like, sure absolutely huge for like um uh, uh when that game came out um and also there was like a lot of adoption of like the console from publishers into it so like there was just an avalanche of games in the same way that there was for th- the ds right mm-hmm. yeah. so like i think that when that happens like there's way more value and stock placed in nintendo published titles yeah because you know that you're going to get a solid banger of a game so i think for a lot of people like uh, putting out any sort of like a nintendo published game cut through the noise in a big way it definitely was that way in the ds era where it was like any game nintendo put out people would just go straight to it because they were tired of like the 8 billion shite games that people were yeah. dumping onto yeah. that console. So I think partly because of that, but also because
2: it's just an absolute banger of the game. And mm. like word of mouth was super strong for it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I will say the music in all the games are phenomenal too. Like this, y- yeah, the music is very good. You will enjoy the music for sure, no matter which one you yeah. end mm. up playing. So also got, what's his name with the pan on his head? Donald. Donald. Donald's the, That's the legendary Donald. I love Donald. The
0: legendary Donald is just a kid with wearing a fucking pan so, on his, his head and just <laughs> goes into battle and you're like, <laughs> hell yeah, Donald, let's go.
2: He he sucks, but if you like go to battle with him foster him he becomes a unstoppable force yeah. by the end which is, Hell yeah. which is you satisfying to, you really like, have to like, like, like
0: most like most adoption experiences you yeah. have to put in a lot of effort yep. to get the full potential out of that kid
2: <laughs> Did does, does he keep his pan on his head no matter which class he is i think he does which is cool
0: i think so yeah i don't i think he showed up in another game as well but i i
2: think he might was he in smash he may have been like a a, a trophy like a trophy or something I'm gonna, Fire I'm gonna Emblem does them. that a lot, where they're like, like yeah. Anna, for example, is in almost every Fire Emblem game. Who's like a merchant sometimes. Like she just <laughs> appears in all of them. Tiki's appeared in quite yeah. a few, or in an Awakening, and I think in the original. They should
1: have put him in Heroes. Imagine like a yeah. Dynasty War. Yeah, yeah, Donald running been around been cool. with a frying pan in your
2: head. It takes off the pan, hits enemies with it. Yeah, that's a super juggle enemies. <laughs> <that'd be dope. laughs>
0: I'm um, trying to find him on the. But yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seems like he's been, he's definitely. Uh, I, I could have sworn I saw him in another game, but who knows? Uh, oh, he's in Heroes. Okay, he um, is. Yeah, he yeah, is Heroes. in Heroes. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah he is in Heroes. Hell yeah! He's All just, right. His his pan on his head doesn't look as like noticeable nah. like a pan. It just looks okay. like blonde hair.
2: Dang! Mm. They removed um, his best feature.
0: Yeah, hate to see it. He's a little legend. Um,
2: yeah. but yeah, I've been pretty deep in the Fire Emblem. I don't know, headspace lately. Yeah. Um, but I think once I'm done, when, when Fire Emblem's all taken care of, uh, Kurt let me borrow a game called Hotel Dusk, Room 215. Oh, God. This is this is a visual novel from for like the DS era. And you actually hold it like a book. I played it back when it came out and loved it, but I haven't played it since. And Kurt and I were talking about it yesterday. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to let you borrow it. So you can re-experience it and see what you think. His
1: personal copy. His
2: personal copy. So I immediately, I immediately took that copy and just spiked it it right into the bin. (laughs) Um, Put it on eBay.
0: (laughs) 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 uh, You know that game you bought me? I sold that shit, (laughs) and I have got a copy of
2: Fire Emblem Awakening. Maybe. In fact, I got three copies of it with the (laughs) money.
0: Um, uh I think I think Hotel Dusk is pretty rare as well if I remember We we correctly. looked it up
2: yesterday. I think it is rare but I don't think it's quite as expensive as like uh no. uh I, I used to have that game as well there's but I a, don't anymore. There's a there's a the original version is going for $100. Wow. Oh, I
1: wonder uh, if we have that in the library cuz we also have just a bucket of loose DS cards cartridges. cartridges Sloshing around.
2: Kind of want to go through all that stuff after <laughs> yeah. this episode
1: yeah Ooh. yeah, yeah. that'd be done. fun let's do that
2: and then all the shit we'll just shovel onto Moore's desk yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> which we haven't already been doing
1: yeah before as, as no, if you yeah. haven't been doing that no yet. of course not <laughs> yeah 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 don't yeah just don't come back uh, to
0: anything else you've been checking out
2: uh, uh i watched all the white lotus the past couple weeks quite good mm. saw megan saw pearl both horror movies that are just the names of a woman uh both very good <laughs>
0: i love that
2: yeah. wait megan
1: is that the the chucky doll the doll one, one. yeah is yeah, yeah. that yeah. good
0: yeah how has big... no one how has a24 or like bloom not done a horror movie just called karen and it's just the the main <laughs> antagonist
2: is just an incredibly irate white lady that just goes way too far i now that you've said that, if there is anyone tied to those those companies at all, I'm sure. I have,
0: are... I will write that script. It's <laughs> I'll pitch you is basically reverse or g- get out, basically.
2: But okay. A hey, version hey. of get out. Yep.
0: But yeah, it's just her in a community. <laughs> yeah. Of uh that would be non-Karen's. really good.
2: Let's yeah. let's write that tomorrow. Let's make that happen. Yeah, let's write that. And, and then we'll pitch yeah. it to A24 Blumhouse and they have to take it. Yeah. Yeah. They have, yeah,
1: to. They have to. Yeah. Legally.
2: This is yeah. The,
0: yeah. Uh, we're on the rights to that. Don't, no one come up with it and Yeah. Try and
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. S- ideas, say it now please. on the podcast. That, yeah, that, that so makes so it. Therefore, copyright. fandom owns
2: it and we don't own it and we can't ah, yeah. anything Fuck! with it. Shoot, so,
0: damn it. <laughs> hate to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing a couple of games. But I haven't played a lot of them. I've played enough of them to know that I'm interested in playing more of them. The first one is called Chained Echoes. Um, Chained Echoes is, I bought it on Steam, um, and uh, I play it on Steam Deck, and it came out like, tail end of last year it might even been like december or something like that but it's this jrpg that is very very heavily inspired by um chrono trigger but it's Mm. like um it's got a very dynamic combat system it's got like really nice sprite work it's got um it kind of feels like the spiritual success imagine if they did like the final fantasy approach to Chrono Trigger, where they are like, oh, the next game is going to take place in a completely separate universe, different theme, different cast of characters. Unlike Chrono Cross, which was like, you know, a sim- it, it has some threads that it kind of like um, aesthetic threads and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that connect them. This feels like a very different type of game that has the spirit of Chrono Trigger in it. Um, it's it's uh, developed. Uh, uh, it's published by Deck Thirteen. Okay. And um, I really, really enjoy it. So the core, the the thing that I is um, like, it's big selling point is the combat system. And what it does is the system is basically, it has like an overdrive and burnout system where it's like you you get into a combat uh, scenario and there's a bar. And uh, the bar is, I think, like orange, green, and red um or three colors basically and as you attack any attack that you do will add um to an increment of it will move like an arrow along the bar and what you want to do is like it starts off in orange orange is fine it's just normal stuff and then there's a chunk of it in the middle um that changes in size depending on the the enemies that you're fighting that is green um when you get into that bar by attacking basically all of your attacks do way more damage and you take less damage. However, if you go over into the red area, you take more damage. So what you've got to do is like, Figure out which attacks. And every time you select an attack, it will tell you how much it's going to add if you do if you use it. Um, so you have to kind of like balance your offense and defense because defensive stuff will often, like if you hit defend, it will like remove, take you down back a bit um, to let you recover. So you've got to basically pick your, your strategy and your moves to try and stay in this sweet spot of of this bar and, and do as much damage as possible. But the game is good about challenging you to you know, putting you in these desperate scenarios where you have to make a decision that's like, damn, I'm like right in the end of the sweet spot. I really need to use this move to save a character or do enough damage so that they they don't wipe my team out next. But if I do that, I'm, you know, uh, there's a risk that I'll go into the burnout stage and then I might not be able to recover if this this, uh, enemy does damage to this character because it's double. And there's a lot of like strategic considerations that need to happen, which is like, it's a very simple system but it's like really engaging because you're like micromanaging, not micromanaging to an annoying degree, but like before you even do things like a basic attack, you look at the bar and you're like, "Is this the right thing to do right now or is there anything else that I could be doing? Um, and then you have each individual, car- you get a pretty big cast of characters and each of them have different specialties and roles and that kind of stuff. And you start figuring out who you like. And the story is quite like one of those Final Fantasy Chrono Trigger style, um, like world, uh, large scale world scope things, you know, traversing different arenas. And mm-hmm. the actual like world itself is kind of fascinating. It's all around like mech pilots, but not in the way that you think. It's not like gray Um, and you know gritty realistic it's like fantasy mech pilots so it's like a little bit of final fantasy and then there's a little bit of like um the kind of armored core style thing um which is you don't really mess around with mechs or anything like that but it's it's really fun like, and it's got like time travel as well like i'm still very early but um people just call it like a love letter to super nintendo jrpgs and it definitely feels like that from the very outset like i'm not super into nostalgia like i don't get nostalgic for a lot of things but i started playing it and i was like this is really nice this is really cool i'm enjoying this yeah. um it's a it's like a, it really is a love letter to that stuff and it and it sounds it looks and it plays how you remember those games playing like outside of chrono trigger or like a few other final fantasy games you go back to them and they can be kind of like a bit janky and a bit weird yeah but like this is like it's like a preserved it it feels like how you remember those games being it's like really nice art really sharp art and um uh, the music is fantastic and i think it's like 20 hours long it's it costs like it costs like 25 dollars or something like that but it's really 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 good and um i think it's like reviewed really well as well i think you're like nines and tens across the board pretty much yeah, um, yeah. but i, I yeah
2: i i picked it up actually a couple of weeks ago um mm-hmm. because i kept seeing it in people's top 10 list on twitter and it was like pretty high for the people who like you know posted their list pretty late in the year or early this yeah. year so i i picked it up because like, all right seems good but listening to you talk about it i feel like I need to like buckle down and actually play through Chrono Trigger first and then maybe oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, if I'll do this.
0: If you've never played Chrono Trigger, like that is a must do. Like I've, you have to do. That I've
2: started stuff. it. I started it on like, I was you like. started it years ago. I was emulating it on PC. <laughs> we talked
0: about it. Yeah. I was right. emulating
2: it on PC and I was like, I don't really want to play it like this. Or no, I was just playing it on Steam because I think it's on Steam, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, yeah. And I was like, I don't really want to play it like this. But then I got the DS version. Oh. Um a couple yeah. years ago which i hear is a good way to play that game that is a good way um yeah. but it's still in shrink wrap i haven't opened it and, and and played it yet but but i think i think this year jean-luc and i were talking about like coming up with like small little uh backlogs that we want to try to get through by the end of the year and i think chrono trigger is probably going to be on that list yeah yeah
0: I mean that's a yeah I think I think that's definitely worth it. And Jean Luc, I know you you've played Chrono Trigger, haven't you?
2: I have. I played Chrono
1: Trigger.
0: Yeah. So I think I think you'll get a big kick out of Chain Echoes if you if Ooh, you get yeah. it. And it runs runs really well on Steam Deck. Oh, so, great! So um, I've just been like popping it on, um, here and there, and just giving it a go before bed. It's 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 a it's a fun game. I enjoy it Ooh. a lot. Nice. The other game I started playing is One Piece Odyssey.
2: Oh, um, I'm curious about this. Yeah, because no went, connection to the show at all. Mm-hmm. But
1: also, anime went, games can be real. They are fucking
0: dog shit. Like most, almost everywhere, most of these anime games are shite. You, I wrote, you I did wrote a, a whole for thing for us about a while it because <laughs> I was so angry about it. And uh yeah, I went into this ready for it to be another one of those shite games, and. Somehow it's not <laughs> like I, wow. I'm not that far in. I'm maybe an hour and a half in and I am having a weird amount of fun. Like, I don't, I feel like I've, I've either snapped and like I've lost my mind, but it's actually quite good. Well, um What really sold I,
1: it to me was uh one of our video editors, uh Tom said he was enjoying it. And he's like, I have
2: never played one piece. That, I have, yeah, that's why I was like, well, okay, maybe I should check this yeah. out.
0: Yeah, so so the thing about it is like they just made a solid turn-based RPG, JRPG, like of of like um a, a one that feels like modern and 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 feels like it's you know um it's weird because like a lot of it also it feels almost antithetical to what you want. F- from a one piece style game and some of the things that you expect from a one piece style game to make the player feel like they're luffy and crew yeah and that's that's a mistake that i feel like a lot of developers make where they're like oh because this is how it needs to feel because it looks and that's what people expect that means the only genre we can shove this ip into is this arena based fighter genre yeah or this you know action genre this is it is very, very antithetical to what you would probably expect, and what you you go into it. And I even have this instinct where I'm like, I want to jump around and swing as Luffy and do like punches and shit. But then I'm like, we, I don't actually like that. Like, I, yeah. I'd rather take a solid game than do that for five minutes again mm. and move on with my life. So the funny thing is, like, you you start playing it and you get that initial phase where you you feel like you're kind of in a straight jack anime straight jacket for a minute and you're just like i just want to while out for a little while but eventually you like you play you engage with the actual systems and you're like this is actually quite fun and the thing that they're leaning on isn't a mechanical thing it's more of like a almost like a motif that they that is core to to one piece that they're leaning on and it's the idea of like friendship and relying on your friends and being there to back up your friends which is a big thing in the one piece universe they have the phrase nakama which is like friendship or crewmate or colleague or whatever there's like a lot of open uh, um, in- interpretations for that one word but it's like the core of it is like a close bond um and that kind of manifests in this game by taking the traditional like turn-based uh combat system and twisting it in a way that highlights the idea of nakama and friendship. So what happens is like you put together a party, let's say it's uh you know the all of the straw hat crew. Um <clears throat> and uh, in the phase where I'm at, we 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 just regathered. We arrived. This is the original story that was put together by Oda-san, and and um. But what it is is like you land on an island. We've been um we kind of like marooned on an island, and everyone's kind of like spread apart. Um, and then the first mission is to like reunite everyone. And what happens is like so the combat system works in that you take all the members of the Straw Hat crew, and a bunch of enemies attack, but they kind of split up the the crew into clusters in the same arena so like imagine a big like jungle area and it's not just like luffy and Zoro and sanji and nami in a line it's like you it might be luffy and Zoro standing next to each other and then in the distance you can see like frankie and brook are there and then nami and robin are on a different part of it and you can't and all these battles take place in like um isolation to begin with so i'll do an attack on my enemies as in the luffy and zoro part of it and then the camera will shift over to like the other part um the other group of uh, characters and it can be three people it can be one person it can be two people um but you can also like manually move around them to like get the order that you want but then what happens is like you kill off that enemies uh, that enemy like my luffy and zoro combo might kill off the enemies and then they can kind of like move along and attack the other enemies that are fit that their crewmates are facing. So it's this idea of you beat the person that you took on, now you reconnect with your friends and back them up. Um, and if you have like a smaller crew, you can also like swap uh, characters out because um, there is like almost like a weapon triangle where it's like fists versus guns versus swords and that kind of stuff. That's mm. a basic element of it. And this is better than this. So you might be like, oh, my. Uh, my uh, chopper is not good against this one enemy. So I'm going to almost like Final Fantasy X style, uh, like swap them out for for another. I'm going to drop in Frankie because his melee attacks are way better. Um, and so like you have this, like there's a dynamism to this combat that is, it's weird because it's quite static as a template. You know, you stand in place and you do these attacks one by one and there's not like a, a, a kind of like um, a fighting game style energy to it but it still feels quite dynamic. And it reminds me of, remember Final Fantasy x Where where, um, uh, did you guys play that?
1: No.
2: A so it had this it.
0: system, so it had this cool system where it was like, you'd have a, a you'd have Yuna, Riku, and Pain together, and um, they would move around the battlefield, so you'd kill off an enemy, and then if it was just one enemy left, instead of just standing in a line and there's one enemy, like, Riku will move along and Yuna will move along, so they kind of, like, encircle the enemies. And it felt... It was a really simple little touch that didn't really change anything, but it felt way more dynamic, um, and it had way more energy to it, and that's what this feels like. It just feels like you're you're having a battle but you're also kind of slowly pushing yourself up this hill or like using building momentum and it and it feels really really good so the combat system is like super simple it's got all the stuff that you expect um at the to begin with it gives you pretty much everyone's like overpowered moves up until the point where the story takes place so like if you're playing as luffy you can access some of his gear second moves Mm. but the whole story is there's someone on the island that dislikes the pirates and basically takes all their abilities away Mm. um so that's how they introduce the kind of growth system where it's like you gotta do these things and it's an open world to a degree kind of uh, approach but it's still quite Not quite limited, but it's like limited in a way that you don't feel overwhelmed. Um, it's got some like nice neat little touches where it's like oh you can quickly traverse environments using Luffy's like rubber arms and if there's like loads of um like items in the environment instead of like running over and picking them up you just like hit this button and it goes into first person mode and you just continuously tap on the right trigger and you just see his like stupid hands shoot out and pick loads of shit up and put it, put it <laughs> together because he's like a big rubber man and I'm like yeah that's good that's, that's sick um but yeah and it looks really really nice as well um they've got the original voice actors and they are written really well like after the battle they'll have um a little bit of banter with each other and it's the kind of banter you expect from the straw hat crew it's funny in the way there's one piece is known for having this theatrical slapstick style comedy to it as well um it is very much inspired by like uh like almost like s- stage show stuff that happens mm-hmm. in in like um Japanese comedy and like um, slapstick uh, comedy routines that a lot of I watch like you watch a one piece and then you watch something like Gaki no Sukai and some of the reactions and the jokes and the deliveries are like very simple uh, similar and it's like oh okay I remember this is just a style of Japanese comedy and that's like replicated really well here as well like I've laughed a few times in while watching while playing the game and then immediately I was like the game was enjoyable enough that I was like, I've been recently like mulling over wherever I should pick up watching and reading one piece. So I I played the game and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I like went and watched the recaps of, uh, of where I, where I left off. And, and then now I'm like, I'm picking up and carrying on watching and like, I might start reading as well. And, but yeah, it's one of the, first times that i've been a fan of an anime property and played a game of the property and felt good and felt satisfied by it which is something the last time that happened was dragon ball fighter z yeah. or dragon ball fighters um and and it, there's been nothing that in between and the time before that was maybe like one of the Budokai games or like a rise of ninja so it's it's surprisingly good i I don't know whether it's going to stay good but mm. I feel like if you're w- like me and you wish, you wish that you could just play an anime game and be in that world for a little while this is an easy recommendation um like I said I don't know like if 7 8 hours in it's just like okay this sucks but if I can get like 5 hours of like a good anime <laughs> game I'm happy take like, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll t- take I'll take what I can get and I'm I'm like confident it's going to deliver that and a bit more um it, it wow. also like it has this it has this kind of like mechanic or system the idea is or conceit is you will be able to like relive m- moments from the uh the history of the straw hat pirates which is basically their way of um giving people some fan service so mm-hmm. you will be able to partake in iconic moments from the original series which is i think a good way of doing that um without being kind of like a slave to the source material which is a thing that um a lot of anime games do they're like oh remember the time when luffy fought uh crocodile here it is again mm. one for one yeah. remake um instead this is like maybe that will happen but within a more original more mm. interesting story
2: right right i i will say <laughs> i i was doing some research on it today and i noticed it was developed by ilka which is the same studio that developed uh pokemon shining mm-hmm. pearl or the brilliant diamond shining pearl oh yes um which was a pretty straightforward remake that was kind of disappointing because it was really buggy um and I, I mean just even without the bugs i think people were pretty disappointed in how and how that was handled but it, it's good hearing that this seems pretty good just because i felt like i don't know they kind of got a lot of Shit for a port that they probably didn't have a whole lot of control of. not port but remake that they probably didn't have a whole lot of control over. But I thought it was interesting because mm. like they have like supported on Pokemon games and then they've developed Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond and then this and like a couple other weird games, but that is it. So it's, wow, interesting. It's, it's kind of interesting yeah. that like it seems to be pretty good. Like I want to, I'm, I'm very curious to actually check this out, despite you know, like John Luke said, not having seen the show, having no basis you know i just i just kind of want to play it because it looks unique and the, the style the art style looks really cool yeah
0: it is it is like it's one of those ones where i feel like if you have no interest in it it, it might be like it, it has like dragon quest vibes to me mm-hmm. like you know how you can just yeah, pick up a I dragon getting, quest yeah. a game and you would be like oh this is like a weird world with weird creatures and weird characters doing weird shit and um you can like just derive fun from that not really having too much of a connection to the dragon quest franchise as a whole i think yeah. you could definitely get away with it like mm. i would comfortably recommend it jake like just trying it out for a little bit and seeing if you enjoy it there's also a demo of it out um, and the demo I've heard is pretty good. A lot okay. of people have been like tweeting at me and being like, Hey, I just played the demo for one piece. I think I might start watching it. Um, wow. which is like really weird to hear, but I'm, I'm like, not doing that. I don't yeah. care how much I, mean, I like, like <laughs> it. I'm not doing <laughs> that. Yeah. It's like over a thousand episodes. I was watching these recaps of like, um, they recapped them based on like uh, sagas so it'd be like oh this is the water seven saga recapped in eight minutes and at the start they talk about oh this is how many uh, episodes of the show this uh, arc took up and some of them are like hey this is uh, Skypia. this was 180 episodes and oh i was like god. oh my god i don't remember it being that i hated skype so i'm not surprised but like there's some arcs that i'm like i i thought this was maybe 10 episodes but it was no it's like 70 episodes like jesus yikes um but yeah it is it is i mean like one piece is the magic of one piece is like at this point it's oda has created a world that is so vast and so like intricately detailed just by virtue of how long is it has existed but also because a lot of the stuff in there is really thoughtful and cool um that you go in there and you're like this is fascinating it's Mm -hmm. like amazing to look in this world it's the same way that like you you people like oh man westeros is so fleshed out it's like yeah imagine westeros anime but like what to 1 million times degree because this (laughs) man has been making this shit since like for years and it's been popping off for years there's like factions and concepts and fruits and and, like weird stuff going on it's like if you want to really lose yourself in a property you could do a lot worse than One Piece, man. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But yeah, that's yeah. what I've been playing.
1: Cool. Tam, can I actually go back for a minute to a game mm-hmm. I forgot to talk about?
0: Yeah, go on. Uh,
1: I played Crisis Core and I finished it. Over the oh, weekend. first time? First time playing Crisis Core. Did you uh, like it? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> um There were a couple <laughs> things I didn't like. It, so I find that game really fascinating to play nowadays because like my perspective is i only got into final fantasy from the remake like i started with the remake and was like wow i really like this and then i went back and played the original and then i was like "Ooh, i can play crisis core and for one there's a lot about crisis core that when you put it in the mind of like this game came out what 2007 on the psp and was probably like the first time people were seeing like those characters and those world like rendered in that detail, hmm. uh, like, you know, because I don't think they're like, that was like the first time, right? Like before the original. Uh, so like, I'm sure a lot of it felt very impressive. Like the moments where they're like, Hey, we're in this area and you're like, Whoa, like look at it rendered in this where for me coming from the remake, where like i'm already seeing it like so highly detailed and then i'm seeing it in in the crisis core like it just doesn't hit and i can like in my head i can like see moments where i'm like this was meant to be like kind of a like a fan servicey moment Hmm. where they're like going back to this location that like i was just like yeah it doesn't really do anything for me because i i don't like i've already seen this you know place like re-rendered like when they go to like um uh like cloud's hometown it was like oh yeah it's yeah, that's, there that's it cool. is. There it is. There it yeah. is. Yeah, you know, or like, oh, there's there's the there's the square in in Midgar. That's that's cool.
2: So I, I I'm I'm with you in that. Uh, I Seven Remake was the, my first experience yeah. with that game. I played a little bit of the original, but I didn't get I, I didn't get too far into it. Okay. And then I picked up Crisis Core because I was like, you know what? I am invested enough to finish like the Final Fantasy Seven Remake trilogy. Like I will do that without a doubt. Sure. So I was like, you know what? I should probably give Crisis Core a chance. I thought it was so boring. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it, I I appreciate some of it. And I understand that like the platform that it was made for, the PSP, like it can makes tell. a lot of sense for that platform. Like yeah. a lot of short missions that you jump mm-hmm. into. Like, yeah. like there's some story there, but like it's not, I didn't find it super engaging, but I found it engaging enough where I was like, oh yeah, you know, like uh-huh. I, I haven't played it on my Steam deck yeah. is what I did. And I was like, I I was on a flight and I was playing a little bit of it, doing a couple missions, like, okay, putting it down. But, like, after that flight, I have not thought about that game since, and I don't think I'll.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the one thing is nice is it's not a terribly long game. Like, it's really, oh, really? really,
2: It's really short. Okay. You can beat it it in like two hours. You can
1: beat it in like 10 hours. It's only 10 hours. I should just finish it then because I'm invested. It's got some
0: pretty essential story stuff in there. (laughs) Okay.
1: Like, yeah. Well, okay. So, getting into that. I but
0: I do think they're gonna provide necessary context
1: I think the they I words. think they will so the yeah. thing that I was I was excited about was like okay I kind of want to learn who Zach is because I didn't know like I was wh- next stop <laughs> when, <laughs> when they revealed Zach at the end of seven remake I didn't know who he was so like that moment like completely yeah, went over my one. head and like everyone on Twitter was like freaking the fuck out and I was, I was like, like that's
2: cloud but not cloud yeah that guy who I've oh, seen before yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um And so I was like, oh, uh, this is supposed to be the game that like kind of like gives you like the context of of Zach and his character. And that's the stuff I like the most about it Mm -hmm. is the parts with Zach where it's like I'm learning who he is as a character. You get to see his like budding relationship with like Aerith and like how he meets Cloud. And like that is by far the most compelling stuff. And I feel good playing it because now I feel like I have context for who Zach is as a person. So when he inevitably shows up mm-hmm. in part two of the remake, I will like already
2: be familiar uh, with him. Yeah, see, I want that. I, I yeah. want to be able to have that. And so
1: I'll get a semen. I'll be like, "Yeah, oh, it's Zach." Like, fuck yeah, and like, like I'll be excited well, about get,
2: that. You also get, like f-
0: context for Sephiroth, and you get context mm-hmm. for like Angie, or well, you get a context <sighs> for Angel and the Buster Sword. Okay, and-
1: but the Buster Sword, yes, I did not like
0: angiel kind of sucks.
1: i too. did not like the angiel the genesis stuff i yeah. thought was not what i was there for like Angio could have been good and like there's moments where like they're, they're, they're trying to get you to tug at your heartstrings and i'm like this isn't working for me and i think a lot of it is just like it doesn't it didn't feel like it was built up in a way that like i actually had a connection with him yeah. like they do that classic story thing that i hate where uh angiel will just suddenly like he, he essentially just kind of flips and suddenly is like, I'm, I might be a bad guy now. And then, like, every time Zach is like, Angeal, what's going on? Angeal, like, just doesn't tell him anything and leaves. And he's like, You don't understand, Zach. And then Zach's like, Well, tell me. And then Angelo's like, No. And then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, and then they fine. don't actually explore. And then. Like, at the very end, a guy just shows up and, like, exposition dumps exactly what was going on yeah. the whole time. And I was like, "This, a- I hate that. I think that's a terrible way to tell a story. It just makes me not care. So, was not a fan of that. I hated Genesis. His whole gimmick is that he is, like, obsessed with Loveless, which is, like, the Final Fantasy sevens universe's version of, like, um, I guess, like, like, Homer's Odyssey. It's supposed to be, like, an epic oh, okay. poem. And so... All he does is quote it to people the whole time. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're kind of like that. <laughs> it's it's funny, but it's really annoying. It gets yeah. so grating. And to be fair, like, there is a great moment where, like, he just starts quoting it and Zach actually just yells at him to shut up, which and I was like, yes, Zach, you were channeling my energy right now. <laughs> you are the audience. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest, like all that stuff felt felt super flat for me. I did like the Sephiroth stuff and I kind of wish that was like the whole story or like Mm. the story was built more around that Sephiroth stuff and like had more of a slow burn to it because it it did feel, it still kind of felt like it came out of nowhere where it's like, wow, Sephiroth is actually like kind of a normal dude and like clearly has some stuff, but like, you know, seems pretty normal. How is he going to turn into the, the crazy monster that he becomes in, in final fantasy seven. And I feel like that could have been like slower built up. It just, it just sort of happens. Um, at like one point, like basically like he learns a thing and then says I'm crazy now. And I was Ooh. like, uh, like I kind of wanted more of a buildup to it. And I feel like if they didn't have as much of the angel Genesis stuff, they could have instead built up Sephiroth more. Um, but despite all that like, like i still for the most part had a, a pretty good time and and i'm glad i played it because of specifically because of the zach stuff and now i feel like like I, yeah like i like zach he's cool yeah, it's good you know? To know it's good to know i like him as a character and i do feel like they're gonna pull a lot of that for remake um and like i said it wasn't terribly long so it was it was um you know i, I don't i it's it's not a uh, it's a pretty painless experience for the most part um
0: uh, also, it's also it, got like a, such a weird combat system. Like no one a, else did. It is got like, a weird a, combat, system. combat system.
1: I I liked the combat a lot. It did get it had a weird difficulty spike at the very yeah. end. Like the last chapter just gets weirdly hard out of nowhere, and I was like, "What the yeah. fuck?" But I yeah, I enjoyed playing it. It also looked really good. Like um yeah, I have I I kind of watched like Digital Foundry's video where they were comparing the two, and it is like crazy how much like work they put in to like you know
2: update that thing it runs great on steam deck too like, yeah i think i had all the settings at basically max and it was running like 60 frames per second mm. uh pretty much the entire time it was mm. it, it ran flawlessly yeah. on steam deck and, and i i feel like if you own a steam deck i guess it's on switch too so but, yeah but i feel like the way that game is designed definitely handheld seems to be yeah f- at least from, yeah, from my perspective 100%. like I would, how i, I was agree. playing that game i was like yeah i i am glad i got this on steam so i can play on my steam totally deck. I, I ended up playing it on
1: ps5 which i thought was fine but i would i would also probably say mm-hmm. yeah like steam deck or handhelds the way to go yeah, yeah i enjoyed it it was good
0: my, my plan is i i played it for a little bit just to get enough of a frame of reference for the review stuff yeah um um my plan is to like once we get closer to uh, part two um play through it in its entirety Nice. Uh, and then yeah. move on to the. Yeah.
2: The- I, I, think, yeah I think I'm going to replay Seven Remake and then play that mm-hmm. ahead of um, Part Two's release. <laughs> I thought
0: about replaying Seven <laughs> Remake, but I, I played that game so many
2: times around. I've, rem- I've already oh, played really? it twice. So I I've, I've played it I'm once. Probably so. pretty good.
0: I think um, I played it like
2: three times. <laughs> have you <laughs> so.
1: played the the Integrate DLC?
2: I started too and didn't like. It. Uh, you weren't a fan didn't of that. Like, you well, fan you didn't like. You didn't, you didn't care much. Yeah. Nah, but I think. So I think if I replay it before the next one comes out. I think I will probably be in the right mindset to play through that. I think part of the issue was that I played Final Fantasy VII Remake once, then that DLC came out, or that upgraded version or whatever that had it, and I started to play it, and I was like, yeah, I'm just not feeling this right nah. now. Mm. I think I think if I was able to play both back-to-back, that would be, mm. that would be different. Sure. Yeah, that might be a good call.
0: Alright, that brings another episode of GameSpot After Dark to a close... Jean-Luc, where can people find you? What are you up to?
1: Uh you can find me at Jean-Luc Sipke on Twitter uh if you want. I am uh still mostly doing behind the scenes stuff. Um mm-hmm. I I I put in orders for, for furniture for the office, for the studio. Uh we're gonna we're gonna get our control room put together. Um it's very exciting. Uh building up the game library. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just doing fun, fun behind the scenes stuff. Planning projects out for the year. Me and Jake yeah. were talking about mm. stuff we wanted to do for the year, and hopefully, we're we'll going to do some cool stuff for y'all. Yeah,
0: Jake, how about you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Deck. And early next week, I should have a review up. It's a long one.
0: <laughs> it's a long one, but it's a good one.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I, I'm, yeah. That's all What's I'll say. I'll wait. the year. First review of the year. Yeah. And technically, uh, you know, I feel like I was working on this review before the year <laughs> started. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I am at Tamar H on everything. Um, I, what am I doing? I'm I doing a bunch of things. I'm working on a bunch of things at the same time. A lot of it in the back end, behind the scenes, but also some of it in the front ends, in front of the scenes. You'll get to see it soon. Um, please remember to rate and review the podcast so we get a little um, a boost. And we will see you again next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.